This is Island Reflections. I'm Cindy Rixkers. My youngest sister Amy and her husband Dennis raised four beautiful daughters in their blended family. Two of those girls are getting married this fall. I traveled last weekend back to my hometown for the first of these weddings, Lapeer, Michigan, Immaculate Conception Church. It's October. Of course there were ghosts. Ghosts in the form of memories and feelings and deja vu moments. Immaculate Conception Church sits on the main street downtown just a couple of blocks from the business district and next to Bishop Kelly Catholic School where I attended first through eighth grade. Every school day started at the church for morning mass. The church has changed over the years. I'm old enough to remember when the mass was said in Latin. I can still recite some of the prayers, and I still think et cum spiri tutuo has a nicer ring to it than the modern and with your spirit. The altar faced the back wall then, and most of the Mass was said with the priest facing the altar away from the congregation. A long communion rail divided the altar from the rest of the church. I made my first communion kneeling on the velvet-covered bench at that rail. Though marbles were strictly forbidden at school, we brought them anyway, for secret games of odd, even, or nothing, or for trading on the way to school, or elaborate games with the public school kids while we waited for the bus. Once, during the quietest, most solemn part of the Mass, the clasp on my clutch purse gave way, allowing 120 marbles to spill out, bounce onto the bench and floor, and roll out in every direction. Every student turned to look. The peaceful expression of a nun at prayer changed to the scowl of a predatory bird. Even the priest turned to see what the noise was. Still, it may not have been completely clear that I was the cause of the ruckus, except for my best friend collapsing in giggles beside me as I turned fifty shades of red. Once, when Mom was indisposed, having just had a new baby, Dad brought us to church. We were a bit late in arriving for Sunday Mass, so stood in the side aisle. My sister Brenda and I, oblivious to our surroundings, were deep in whispered conversation when Dad poked us. Startled, we looked back at him. He was agitated, whispering angrily, gesturing wildly toward the front of the church. Oh, we thought, in unison, did we miss something? Were we supposed to go to the front? And we proceeded to walk up the aisle to the front of the church, where we realized our mistake. The ride home that day was filled with my father's loud voice accompanied by exasperated head shakes about how we talked as if nothing was going on and didn't pay attention or help with the little kids, and when he told us to look to the front, we walked to the front. When President Kennedy was shot, we all left our classes and walked to the church to pray. It was there that we learned he had died. Death was not a stranger to us. When a person died without family or friends to pray for them, the kids from Bishop Kelly School were gathered in the church like paid mourners to attend the funeral and pray for the deceased. Our family has had its share of funerals there. I was 12, I think, when my baby sister Darla died. I kept my eyes on my mother, one pew ahead. Though her back was bent, her head bowed, and her shoulders quaked with her sobs, Mom was the best anchor I had in this strange new world of grief. We've had a few weddings at Immaculate Conception Church. My dad walked me down the aisle there, dressed in his suit and tie with a flask in his pocket as security against his nervousness. He pulled it out on the church steps after the ceremony to offer the priest a swig. Of all my sisters married in that church, Sheila's wedding was the most memorable. 
She wore the dress and veil I'd been married in. Dad walked her up the aisle. When Sheila let go of his arm to walk with her future husband up onto the high altar, Dad's foot was on the end of the fabric train behind her. The entire church gasped. Sheila stepped up. The six hook and eyes that secured the train to the waistline at the back of the dress gave way. The train dropped to the floor. My father, I will never forget the look of near panic on his face, picked up the fabric, hung it over the few and pew in front of my mother, and went to sit on the groom's side of the church. This was only one in a whole unbelievable string of unfortunate events that made Sheila's wedding a legend in our family. We were still reminiscing and giggling about it last weekend. My friend Linda was married there. I, eight months pregnant and dominating every picture with my large belly, stood up with her. My daughter Jennifer was baptized there with my parents acting as her godparents. The church has had several remodels. The confessioners, confessionals, there used to be two, are reduced to one with a real door instead of the velvet curtain from my childhood. Cameras facing the altar perch one on top of the small room. The stations of the cross have been given a bright new paint job. The stained glass windows remain the same. On the left, the Holy Spirit in the form of a dove. On the right, the Lamb of God, both surrounded by sun rays and bordered with gray clouds. Leaf shapes and fleur-de-lis patterns and shades of gold and red and green fill the smaller surrounding panels. So many memories bask in the filtered light from those windows. This fall, we added a few more. That's today's Island Reflection. I'm Cindy Rixkers.